Greetings, my name is Leah Sam, I'm the Naturally You Coach, best-selling author, speaker, nutritionist, life coach, live blood analyst, on a mission to help 100,000 black women to eat for health, think for happiness and live in harmony, or what I call becoming naturally you, and welcome to another episode of Naturally You Radio. So today I'm going to be talking about an article that I saw on the BBC News website in the health section. And the title of the article is Vegans Need to Be Aware of B12 Deficiency Risk. So the article says, experts are warning that people eating a vegan diet need to make sure that they're getting enough B12 because the risk of deficiency is not a myth. They were speaking ahead of Veganuary when increasing numbers turn to a vegan diet each January. So basically, <clears throat> in January, for the last... I'm not sure how long it's been going for, but I know I've seen it for the last three years. Um, around this time of year, people are thinking about, you know, New Year's resolutions and coming to the end of the year and reflecting and, you know, improve self-improvement and things they can change in their lives. And quite frankly, people are also thinking about... I'm about to gorge. I'm about to stuff my face full of as many mince pies, as much turkey, as much cranberry sauce, mint sauce, stuff they would never eat throughout the whole year. Um, stuff that's not even on the shelf. In fact, it probably is on the shelf, but no one's picking it up <laughs> until this time of year. If you celebrate Kwanzaa, people are like, yep, I'm looking forward to going to all the Kwanzaa events, eating all the food, Christmas events, all the Christmas food. Even if you don't celebrate Christmas... There's just a lot of food on the shelf right now that wasn't there before. It looks really fancy, doled up, on the shelves, on offer. So I know people are also thinking, when I get done eating all of this food over the next week and then potentially in consume large amounts of alcohol to celebrate New Year's, what am I planning to do to <laughs> undo all of that end of year celebrating um, celebratory eating. So right now, a lot of people are considering dietary changes. You know, maybe I'll do a cleanse or a fast. Maybe I'll cut out gluten or dairy and some or sugar. And some people are consider, will consider um, going on a meat-free, like a meat-free month. And this organization called Veganuary popped up. Again, I don't know how long they've been going. I know, I've known about them for a few years. And they basically do a lot of promotion to promote that people go vegan during January, which is why the month is called Veganuary. So vegan, V-E-G-A-N-U-A-R-Y, Veganuary. You can go to their website, find out all about them. So they're all over social media. If you sign up to their website, they send you like daily motivations through the month of January as to how you can stick to the vegan diet and recipes and tips and all this kind of stuff. So because it's like the middle of December right now, this article has come out because some when they say leading experts, I think they're talking about some doctors and some university professors who are warning that the vegan diet could potentially um, result in a vitamin B12 deficiency because a lot of people are going to jump on the Veganuary because the numbers of people who are who are participating in Veganuary is increasing every year. Even some of the most animal product loving members of my family enjoyed going through the whole month of Veganuary and then included a lot more plant-based foods in their diet moving forward. The other thing I want to mention is that I'm not 100% sure, but I'm pretty sure when they're talking about vegans in this article, they're talking about people on plant-based diets 
as opposed to people who adopt the whole vegan philosophy, because a lot of people kind of um, feel that the people who are eating plant-based, which is the trend that's happening now, are different from vegans. Vegans are people that won't wear leather, don't want to use honey, want nothing to do with anything where animals have been involved. Whereas um, plant people who are on a plant-based diet, they're just more concerned about the food they're eating rather than what they wear or, you know, things that are a byproduct made by animals like honey. And then you've got vegetarians who eat dairy and eggs and things like that. Um, so back to the article, it says the diet, the vegan diet, is generally high in fibre and low in cholesterol, which is kind of obvious because cholesterol is actually only found in animal products. Um, but some nutrients are harder to get enough of, including B12. So, um, and that was from the article. So now again, vegetarians are going to be fine because you can get B12 from dairy products, any products made from milk, um, cow's milk, and egg yolks have got B12 in them as well. So if you include eggs and dairy in your diet, you're going to get enough B12. If you're vegan, which means you don't consume any um, animal products at all, there are foods that contain B12, but the the um, type of B12 they contain is not easily absorbed by the human body. So it's not said to be bioactive or bioavailable. There are a few sources, one of them being, I guess, one of the ones that's, that nutritional scientists say is probably one of the only um, reliable sources of bioavailable B12 is nori, N-O-R-I, um, the seaweed that normally wraps sushi. It's important to get the raw nori or the freeze-dried nori. It normally gets pressed into sheets um, because sometimes the other drying processes can actually damage the B12. Now, a lot of vegans will take vitamin B12 supplements in the form of capsules or sprays that are plant-based. And something else that's quite interesting to note is that because of the soil depletion that's taken place over the decades, people put, you know, growing too many crops um, in soil. The soil that most food is um, grown in is deficient in itself of a of large number of nutrients. And then the animals who are eating the, the plants from those, um, from the food is also deficient. Therefore, and you know, the little bugs that the animals are eating, the other animals that the animals are eating, there's just deficiency going throughout the whole food chain. So a lot of the animals that people are claiming are sources of B12, those animals themselves are deficient. And I saw a report the other day that said 95% of B12 supplements that are produced are actually for animals. They're actually supplements that are given to animals, given to livestock, so that those animals have enough B12 so that they don't get sick. So when you, a lot of people who are eating animal products, apparently the vitamin B12 that you're getting from those animals, those animals got it from the supplement. So a lot of vegans are, are, are taking the same supplements that they would have been taking, um, you know, the other omnivores are getting, but there's a middleman involved, which is the animal. So some vegans are like, let's just cut out the middleman and just take the supplements ourselves. So you can get supplements in capsule form, you can get sprays. Um, and then yeah, the food source is nori. Now, again, some foods like fermented foods, some other seaweeds, not just nori, but spirulina also contain vitamin B12. 
but they aren't again they're, they're in a form that's not easily absorbed by the human body so they're not considered to be a viable source of vitamin b12 and some scientists will actually say that the nori is it is a food source but it's not enough on its own to be considered a reliable food source to to facilitate all of our needs now there's a book now i've specialized in black people's health health of melanin dominant people the main group of people that i work with is black women black children and black men um who were referred to me <laughs> by the women in their lives so and, and I've learned and studied a lot about black people's health and health specifically for melanin dominant people one of the books that I read when I was first getting into health was a book called vitamins a to z sorry vitamins and minerals from a to z by um Jewel Pukram Jewel Pukram was an obstetrician from America this book is actually really old goodness me um this book's about 20 years old but anyway she studies um she studies the because she was um she did operations on people as an obstetrician and she noticed that there was a significant difference between um the internal arrangement of organs and the nutritional needs and the health levels of people of color of melanin dominant black people than every other race so in her book what she actually says when it comes to vitamin b12 is that the best diet for melanin-dominant people, that's what she calls black people in the book, the best diet for melanin-dominant people is actually a plant-based diet um, with the possible inclusion of eggs. But yeah, it's mainly plant-based. That's what she recommends. And she does acknowledge that vitamin B12 can be harder for us to get if we don't eat eggs or fish. So what she says in the book is that it's actually important for us to eat fermented food daily. So things like sauerkraut, and it has to be homemade sauerkraut. Sauerkraut is basically just cabbage that's been chopped up, covered in, um, put loads of salt, like a tablespoon of salt over it. Like if you get half a big white cabbage, chop it up very finely or grate it, you would put like a tablespoon of pink Himalayan salt on it and mash it all together and pound at it until the liquid starts coming out of the um, cabbage that mixes with the salt to create a brine. And then that that mixture is kept in a glass jar um, in a warm, dark place for a few days. And that ferments the cabbage. And that fermentation process is actually the growth of and the proliferation of friendly bacteria that produce other nutrients, um, which create which turns white cabbage from you know, a food that's got some fiber in it to a very actually nutrient rich food that's actually a source of friendly bacteria as well. So sauerkraut, kimchi is another version of sauerkraut that's got more vegetables in it. Um, there's some fermented forms of soya, like tempeh and miso. I'm not the biggest fan of soya, um, but those are other forms of fermented food that you can get. Kefir, kombucha, those types of things. So, um, and you can get water kefir as well. So a kefir is like a fermented milk drink, but you can also get fermented coconut water. Um, and that's a, a water kefir. In, in fact, Maasai warriors used to um, drink large amounts of like a curdled fermented drink. In fact, all, almost all ancient cultures, almost all traditional cultures have got some form of fermented food in their diet just as a staple. Um, whether that's sauerkraut in like European countries, whether that's the curdled milk in our countries, the yogurts, the kefirs in Japanese countries, misos, those types of things. And, and, you know, part of the reason was because that was the way to 
preserved foods because we didn't have refrigerators. But that during that fermentation process, it actually created very nutrient-rich foods. So anyway, Jill Prakram says that it's really important for black people, melanin-dominant people, to eat fermented foods daily because... Um, she says that those foods help provide gut flora or friendly bacteria that produce vitamin B12, which we can then absorb. So it's a well-known fact in the, again, nutritional scientific community that the friendly bacteria in our guts actually, pro- in their in their process of living, they actually produce 10% of the nutrients in our body, which we then go on to absorb. So in the same way, in the process of living, plants give off oxygen which we need to grow in the process of living friendly bacteria in our bowel produces 10 percent of the nutrients that we absorb so we eat nine meals and the tenth meal is on our bacteria as long as you've got a well-functioning well-functioning gut um now go back to the article so tim key professor of epidemiology and duty sorry deputy director of cancer epidemiology unit at oxford university said you're not going to get vitamin b12 deficiency in veganuary and this is a very important point they do go on to clarify this in the article but i you know some parts of the article are there to you know be a bit sensational but thankfully they've grounded it by making that point because again people are like oh you've been vegan for a month you must be deficient in everything now your liver stores about six years worth of vitamin b12 so and and that's obviously very useful however it's also useful to know especially at this time of year that you can drink too much alcohol in one night and that can actually deplete a large amount of your vitamin b12 stores i learned that from my um, live blood analysis teacher the other day and then i saw it mentioned the other day as well so again around this time of year that's another reason why you want to make sure you're you know you're controlling your alcohol consumption because it can actually deplete your body of nutrients now again when we're talking about vitamin b12 and how you know, the the fact that it's made headline news that the deficiencies can affect vegans. Um, Some of the deficiency in vitamin B12 can lead to, some of the symptoms that it can lead to are general weakness, tiredness, lightheadedness, heart palpitations, shortness of breath, pale skin, um, a smooth tongue, as opposed to the indented tongue, you know, the um, texture of the uh, healthy tongue, uh, constipation, diarrhea, a loss of appetite, gas, And then things that are a bit more pronounced like nerve problems, like numbness or tingling. And in fact, that's normally one of the first signs of a vitamin B12 deficiency is that someone starts to get pins and needles in their fingers and the hands and feet. Um, Muscle weakness, um, problems walking, vision loss, those types of things. Now, obviously, a lot of these symptoms can relate to other conditions. So it's always a good idea to get yourself tested if you do have a number of these conditions or they've been there for a long time to see whether vitamin B12 is definitely the consideration. Because I don't want anyone to turn into a, you know, start diagnosing themselves um, immediately. But those are some of the deficiencies. And sorry, those are some of the... um, symptoms of a vitamin b12 deficiency so vitamin b12 deficiency is actually a big deal um you know and but it's also easily rectified if once you know you have it so you know what to do because again without assessing you're kind of guessing now going back to the um article um the uh, so yeah but professor key the same person that said you're not going to get a B12 deficiency just by going vegan for a month. So again, anyone who wants to go vegan for the month, don't be, don't 
be concerned that you're going to end up with a deficiency just because you've removed meat for or animal products for a month because your body has a good your your liver has a good store of most nutrients including your b12 so professor key who is actually a vegan himself i find it quite interesting that they included a vegan in this um article but a vegan himself for many years he actually takes vitamin b supplements himself he added that if people become vegan because of veganuary so a lot of people have done that they've done the month and then they like oh this is actually working and then they keep going so he's saying that if you become vegan because of that and don't ever bother to read up about what you need to eat as a vegan i would be worried um that they don't know about b12 and the impacts of it so sorry it goes on to say suggestions online or social media that vegans do not need extra b12 are not based on evidence scientists say tom saunders um a M- emeritus emeritus professor of nutrition and dietetics at king's college london i don't even know whether i said that right <laughs> But Emeritus Professor of Nutrition and Dietetics at King College London said, of all the micronutrients, B12 is the one we're most concerned about. I'm concerned many people think B12 deficiency is a myth. He highlighted the case of a breastfeeding mother who had B12 deficiency and whose child developed neuropathy leading to long-term damage. Now, firstly, most people do feel great when they start a vegan or vegetarian diet. And I can understand that they can't understand what all the fuss is about because they aren't feeling any symptoms yet. Then they pass it off as just being a myth that vegans or vegetarian, that vegans, sorry, need extra B12 um, because they're not getting any symptoms. And that could be because um, they are already ensuring that their needs are being met either by supplementing or they're already including some um, fermented foods in their diet or they're having nori or something along those lines or because they've, they've still got like years of storage storage of b12 so it's not causing them any concern so they don't understand why there's such a big deal about it because they're not having a problem so when people went on the atkins diet and they were over consuming protein which was super acidic without balancing it out or doing anything to protect their kidneys people were feeling the symptoms within weeks or within a few months i think it was normally around like two months eight weeks six to eight weeks when people started having really bad challenges ending up in hospital with um kidney problems and liver problems because they were over consuming um meat on the atkins diet and this was some years ago and the same thing isn't going to happen with a vitamin b deficiency because you may not notice any symptoms at all for three to four years if not all the way up to six years so that's probably the reason why there's this it seems to be a myth that a deficiency can um can be created in a vegan there's another reason why people might think it's a myth which we're going to speak about in a minute but the other thing that i wanted to mention from what i just read is that you know in the regular media they always bring up the most one-off extreme cases of things going terribly wrong with vegans and vegetarians when on a daily basis carnivores eating every animal and animal product under the sun are developing every illness under the sun and in this case breastfeeding babies and passing on those problems onto babies as well 
It happens whether you're vegan or vegetarian or omnivore. It just happens when you're not eating consciously, when you're not focusing on eating for health. Everyone needs to be mindful. And we're going to speak more about that in a moment. But everyone needs to be mindful. It's not just vegans. It's not just vegetarians who normally choose, normally choose to move to that diet with a consideration of health. When I decided I wanted to be a vegetarian, it was more because of animal rights than anything else. And it sounds strange for me to say this now but because of my love of animals even though I was scared of animals I still had like a love and respect for animals now I'm just not an animal person but back then it was because I spent a month a week on a farm on a school trip and I was playing with all these animals and then I came home and my mum took me to the um butchers to do shopping on a Saturday and then I'm seeing these chickens hanging upside down and I, the same chickens that I'd just been playing with, that's why I wanted to go vegetarian. Um, and on top of that, my brother had gone vegetarian. So the two things were like, I want to be like my brother. And I was just playing with these animals. Now I'm looking at them dead. And tonight I'm going to eat them. So, but a lot of people, and then I lived my life as a raw food, uh, sorry, a junk food what I call a junk food vegetarian. So my only consideration was that I wasn't eating animal products. It wasn't for health at all. So I ate every piece of crap under the sun um, as long as there was no animal products in it. And then I was actually, uh, I wasn't actually ever a plant, fully plant-based. I wasn't fully a vegeta- uh, vegan. I was vegetarian. So I still ate dairy products um, at the time. I didn't have eggs, but I did have dairy products. So, but most people's reason for moving to a vegan diet does have their roots in health and most of them do make quite good choices as far as the dietary move is concerned and because there are more diets like the paleo diet the primal diet because there are a lot more diets that are being publicized now the raw vegan diet that do acknowledge um, that there's a lot of junk in our foods there are so many more cleaner choices that are being made that it's not that's just going vegan isn't in itself a a cause for concern unless someone is doing something challenging with it because again even people who are eating all the animals under the sun are still having problems because again I've seen a fair amount of babies who have got or young like yeah babies who have got skin conditions skin problems eczema rashes um eruptions those types of things that are caused by their mother's eating dairy knowing that they have an intolerance like I've spoken to mothers who said I know I've got an intolerance to cheese I just keep on eating it and I'm breastfeeding and I know that this is causing a problem with their skin um and then when they do stop their challenges clear up and so do this the challenges of their baby's skin but you're not going to see them you're not going to see any newspaper do articles about that but when it comes to a vegan having deficiencies or challenges and then breastfeeding and causing their baby's challenges it's a suddenly big news not to say that either situation is correct but just to be aware that the media does seem to have more negative things to say about vegetarians than omnivores because the same thing happened with our daughter i used to eat a lot of grains um I ate grains when I was pregnant with our third daughter. I ate grains when I was breastfeeding our third daughter. She had what we thought was cradle cap on her skin when she was baby, but then it didn't go away. Um, I weaned her on grains, mainly oat milk and quinoa milk. And she still had the skin complaints even after eight months we knew it wasn't cradle cap anymore we tried so many things until I worked out you know what maybe I need to cut something out of her diet and I deduced it should possibly uh, grain so I cut grains out of my diet cut them out of her diet and within weeks within days in fact 
her skin started to improve and within a week it was almost completely gone so again it's not just vegetarians and vegans that need to be mindful about their food. So going back to the article, it says, so far the evidence suggests that people who are vegan are less likely to be overweight and less risk of type 2 diabetes and heart disease, but they appear to have a higher risk of bone fracture and recent studies suggest an increased risk, increased risk of hemorrhagic, hemorrhagic stroke. Then it goes on to say... Um, Heather Russell, dietitian at the Vegan Society, I'm glad that they included someone from the Vegan Society, said that whether you're vegan or not, nutritional planning is essential for everyone. And that's the point that I want to end reading from this article on, is that it's so common for vegetarians and vegans to make the headlines or be targeted by fears of deficiencies. Whilst And, and, and 100%, some of those concerns are very valid. Some of the concerns that they have when people remove certain foodstuffs from their diet are very valid. But they aren't the only ones who suffer from deficiencies and need to ensure that they're well nourished because omnivores need to do the same thing. Just because you're eating a meat based diet, it doesn't mean you're getting all the nutrients um, that you need to be getting. And if you look for, at the list of the top nutrient deficiencies that are affecting the population of the planet, they are nutrients that are found in animal products. So as well as bit of vitamin b12 that is one of the top deficiencies that people suffer from on the planet it's iron it's iodine vitamin d calcium magnesium vitamin a all of those products all of those nutrients are found in animal products so all the omnivores on the planet are are included in the large numbers of people who are still deficient in those products in those nutrients even though they're all found in animal products. So, and with it, when it comes to iron, I know some people are thinking, you know, those deficiencies, the, the number of people deficient are mainly made up of menstruating women and children. Menstruating women because they're losing iron through their menstrual blood, especially if they are heavy bleeders. And then women, oh, sorry, children, because your body uses a lot of iron in the process of growth. And obviously, um, you know, growing children are going to be using a lot of iron. But there's 25% of the planet who are affected by iron deficiencies and that's going to be a lot more than just it's not 25 percent of the planet isn't all children and all menstruating women because some then menstruating women and a number of menstruating women and a number of children are not actually nutritionally aren't actually iron deficient so there are going to be a large number of meat-eating men who are deficient in iron i know <laughs> some men i know some brothers who are meat eaters who eat animal products who are still deficient in um vitamin b12 something to bear in mind so again the reason I, I mentioned that the top deficiencies um that affect the planet include nutrients that are found in animal products is again because it's not just vegans that need to be considerate about whether they're deficient in things it's everyone because again one thing to bear in mind is that again omnivores because the main sources of vitamin b12 are animal products but omnivores can be vitamin b12 deficient too as it's one thing to eat the foods that contain the b12 but if the, your pancreas and your small intestines aren't working efficiently and the cells in your stomach wall called your parietal cells aren't producing a substance called intrinsic factor sufficiently an intrinsic factor is is the carrier molecule that actually allows your body to be able to absorb vitamin b12 you can become deficient too and in fact because nutritional function and the production of intrinsic factor um, is reduced the older you get, there are a lot of elderly who are being recommended to get vitamin B12 um, either as an injection or a supplement regularly just to prevent them from getting it, whether they're eating 
um, animal products or not. Now, another thing that I want to mention before wrapping up for today is that one thing I am sure of is that we only know about and have named a few hundred nutrients in nature. Scientists know that there are hundreds of nutrients that they don't even know about. And that explains why there's always cases of people who don't fit the science. There are those vegans who, when you test them, they've got low vitamin B12 and no symptoms of vitamin B12 deficiency. And that's not because they've only been vegan for under six years and they've still got stores. I'm talking about people who have been vegan for over a decade, two decades even. They have low vitamin B12 levels, no deficiency symptoms. Full checks, no deficiency symptoms. That's because for all we know at this point, with our limited amount of knowledge of, because our knowledge is still limited, they, scientists don't even know what's happening at the bottom of the ocean. They know for a fact that there's so many animals at the bottom of the ocean that they haven't even been able to get to yet. There's parts of the Amazon rainforest that we haven't even explored yet. Anyone could be, anyone or anything could be living there, quite frankly. Um, but, but And that's because, for, so for all we know, there could be 10 other nutrients that are already in the whole foods that we're eating that do the same thing as vitamin B12, but we just don't know the names of them yet. So it's really important to focus on eating as much whole natural food as possible to make sure that we can access all of the nutrients that we know about, plus the ones that we don't even know about yet. So in closing, I do recommend that vegans take stock of their diet, no matter how great you currently feel. Um, it is always a good idea to take stock of of your diet because as always prevention is better than cure um, and no matter what diet you're on still plan to eat for health not just for taste and convenience because again I don't need to encourage anyone <laughs> to eat for taste or convenience but sometimes we forget that our food can be our food can be and is the greatest healer that we have the, our greatest source of health um, that we have it's what literally builds our cells so the 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 more nutrient dense our food is the stronger our body will become it i would recommend that we become conscious eaters meaning you don't ignore symptoms that you have when your body gives you a symptom your tongue blows up you feel tired your the back of your throat gets itchy anytime you eat certain foods that's your body saying yo what you just put in me i was not i did not appreciate that <laughs> i don't like it it's not making me feel good. Please stop doing that. And it will keep on giving you symptoms until some part of you may end up just packing up. So please don't ignore symptoms. Even if you've had those symptoms for years, do aim to get them checked out or try and uh, check in with yourself to work out where those symptoms could be coming from. And most of us already know, yeah, you know, every, I mean, every, when I work with clients, and we're going through their initial consultation form. It's like, yeah, I know that every time I have this, it gives me problems. I know that every time I have that, it gives me problems. This always gives me wind. This always makes me bloated. This always makes me sleepy. This always gives me like a runny nose. So most of us already know. Um, again, check in with yourself and ask, do you need more variety in your diet? Am I eating enough healthy food, if any at all? What can I do to improve my health? Um, and because your health is worth every penny you invest in it, seeing a nutritionist 
once in a while so that you can get a professional um, look at what's going on and get some professional advice and some professional testing and assessments and all those kind of things is also a brilliant idea. Now, you can also check out my online program that's called the Naturally You 30 Day Reset Program, where you get delivered 30 daily videos and action sheets that give you specific and simple um, but powerful actions that you can take on a daily basis for 30 days to help you eat for health and think for happiness and live in harmony all naturally. And you can find out more about that program at the naturallyyoucoach.com forward slash 30 day reset, the number 30 day reset, where you can also sign up to get three free videos from the program so you can see what it's like before you actually buy it. I would actually love to hear your thoughts on the matter as always. Also, do you think the vegan diet is the best diet? Do you think that we even need to bother with additional supplementation? Is Do you think that the vegan diet is really dangerous? Do you think that vitamin B12 deficiency is a myth? Or do you think people are not taking vitamin B12 deficiency seriously enough? I would love to hear your thoughts. Please post them wherever you're listening to this podcast. I look forward to hearing from you soon. Take My name's Leah Salmon, the Naturally You Coach. Again, you can find me at thenaturallyyoucoach.com on Instagram under naturallyyoucoach. Um, I look forward to hearing from you soon. Take care and stay healthy.